0: HT Smartcast You're listening to a Hindustan Times production Brought to you by HT Smartcast Hello, these are the top news for the day A top American general on Wednesday described Chinese activity across the line of actual control in the Liddark Theatre as eye-opening while calling the infrastructure development by the People's Liberation Army alarming General Charles of Commanding General, United States Army Pacific, said, the activity level is eye-opening. Some of the infrastructure being created in the PLA's Western Theater Command is alarming. One has to ask the question why, and get a response as to what are their intentions. Flynn was responding to a question on the overall situation in the Lidduak Theater while interacting with a group of journalists. His comments come at a time when India's border row with China in eastern Ladakh is in its third year, and a full resolution is still not in sight even though the two sides have had partial success in disengaging rival soldiers from some friction areas on LAC. The US General, who is on a four-day visit to India, met Army Chief General Manoj Pandey on Tuesday and discussed issues related to bilateral defense cooperation. The Chinese have had the multidimensional and state-of-the-art infrastructure in Tibet for a long time, and they are constantly upgrading it to meet their security requirements," said former Director General of Military Operations Lieutenant General Winod Bhatia. India and Iran on Wednesday discussed ways to enhance cooperation in connectivity, trade, and counterterrorism. Even as visiting Iranian Foreign Minister Hossein Amirabdulrahim raised the controversial remarks against Prophet Muhammad made by two former BJP spokespersons. External Affairs Minister S. Jaishankar and Amirabdol Rahia reviewed bilateral cooperation in a wide range of areas against the backdrop of widespread anger in West Asian countries over the controversy. Amirabdol Rahia, on his first visit to India since assuming office last year, raised the issue at his meeting with National Security Adviser Ajit Dival and spoke about the negative atmosphere created by the remarks of some people, according to a statement from Iran's foreign ministry. Jijinka tweeted that he and his Iranian counterpart had held wide-ranging discussions and reviewed bilateral cooperation, including in trade, connectivity, health, and people-to-people ties. Amir Rahia also met Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who warmly recalled the long-standing civilizational and cultural links between India and Iran, according to a statement from the External Affairs Ministry. The Indian Institute of Science in Bengaluru emerged as the best higher education institution in India, ranking 155th globally in the latest edition of the Kwikwareli Simmons World University Rankings. IISC has witnessed a massive jump of 31 positions in its rank in comparison to last year. According to a statement issued by QS analysts, on Thursday, the 19th edition of the ranking featured a total of 41 Indian universities. Of them, 27 were featured in the top 1000. Last year, 22 Indian institutes were placed among the top 1000. As many as 6 of these 27 universities found a place within 300 but only 3 made it to the top 200, like last year. Overall, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology is the world's top university for 11 consecutive years. The University of Cambridge has risen to second place, while Stanford University remains in the third position. The two other institutions that made it to the top 200 from India were the Indian Institute of Technology in Bombay and Delhi. While IITB secured 172nd rank globally, rising five places from last year, IITD placed at 174th rank, up 11 places since last year. As many as six indicators were used to determine the QS rankings for 2023. They included academic reputation, employer reputation, faculty-slash-student ratio, citations-per-faculty, international-students ratio, and international-faculty ratio. The Union Environment Ministry has said the 2022 Environment Performance Index and analysis by Yale and Columbia University researchers which ranked India at the bottom of 180 countries, is unscientific and biased in its methodology. In a detailed rebuttal to the EPI analysis, the ministry said many indicators in the index were based on the unfounded assumptions surmises, and unscientific methods. Environmental and climate experts also said the methodology does not consider per capita emissions and different socioeconomic conditions across countries. EPI which ranks 180 countries on 40 performance indicators including climate change, environmental public health, biodiversity, etc ranked India at 180th claiming the country prioritized economic growth over the environment. Denmark topped the ranking. The lowest scores overall go to countries that are struggling with civil unrest or other crises, including Myanmar and Haiti, or nations that have prioritized economic growth over environmental sustainability, such as India, Vietnam, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. With markedly poor air quality and quickly rising greenhouse gas emissions, India, for the first time, comes in at the very bottom of the country rankings. Poor air quality and rising GHG emissions continue to impact China's EPI ranking, with the nation placing 160th out of 180 countries on the 2022 scorecard, a statement by EPI said pakistan's government tended saturday as a work day for its employees under a raft of energy saving measures aimed at easing fuel shortages that have triggered rolling blackouts purchases of new vehicles for use by officials and appliances such as air conditioners will be stopped the volume of fuel allocated to government offices will be cut by 40 percent and overseas trips will be halted according to information minister mario moronga's abe The nation is aiming to lower energy consumption at government offices by 10%, she said. Lunches, dinners, and high teas will no longer be served to officials, and the government will also consider making Friday a mandatory work-from-home day for its employees. Discussions are being carried out with provincial authorities to switch off street lights on alternate days. Pakistan is bearing the brunt of a global energy crunch prompted by rebounding post-pandemic demand and a squeeze on fuel supply as many nations shun Russian fuel exports because of the country's war in Ukraine. Japan, another nation heavily reliant on energy imports, this week stepped up appeals to citizens and companies to conserve electricity. Surging energy prices and blackouts are a test for Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif's administration, which came into power in April after a period of political upheaval. Sharif made Saturday a working day for public servants soon after being elected. You were listening to the HT Daily News Wrap, a Beta production brought to you by HT Smartcast. Please give us feedback on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. At Ht SmartCast or via email to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Until next time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT SmartCast.